entire room, John. Yes. Yeah, actually, that was... Oh, um, yeah, the TV is on the other side now. Yeah, actually, the desk is now, like... The desk used to be over that way, and now it's right here. I broke my foot. Oh, man. What? Doing what? Walking off of a curb. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, good shit. <laughs> I, I stepped off of a curb. My right foot landed on the ground. My left foot landed in a storm grate. Rolled my ankle, Ooh, broke my foot. Ouch. All right, you come to a curb. What do you do? I walk forward. All right, roll acrobatics. One. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm almost done with my gerb. Nice. Yay! Yay. Almost done with gerbs. Woo. And then, uh, and then, with employee discount, I'm gonna buy an external hard drive. Nice. There you go. Cause I'm running out of running out of hard drive space. What size? I I don't know. Solid state, probably like a hundred gigs. Nothing huge. Solid state, external. Yeah. Solid state external. Okay. Oh. I'm in the middle of a game of Hearthstone right now. Nice. So I just, if I'm uh, distracted, it's because I, I'm trying to play Miracle Rogue. I've been I've been trying. I've I I kind of want to decide to like get a little bit more hardcore for that game. Oh yeah. Off the, off the next expansion. Yeah. So the, I think the Knights of the Frozen Throne looks so dope. Oh yeah. I finally am playing Arena now because I've gotten free Arena tickets nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I, I actually uh, oh, Arena is the least fun part of. Hearthstone, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. The only reason I'm playing it is because it's free. Like, I am garbage at Arena. Like, I think my max winning streak was two. And that's because he gave me a win for free for playing Arena. <laughs> uh, but I'm really good at Tavern Brawl, so I just surmised that everyone just has net decks. Yes, you're correct. Everyone, everyone has net decks. Which makes me feel a little better about myself, because I'm usually pretty good at Brawl. Tavern I'm making brawl. a, I'm making um, like a dispatch Kodo deck because I think it would be hilarious. Plus, I have the legend. I have a golden princess Ruru. That's not that's not what that card's called, but it, it looks like it. I think it's Huhu Ren, but Ruru just is funnier. Yeah, but it's especially with with the new um, with the new um. Hunter is, card. That's, is that a fidget spinner? No, it's not just a fidget spinner. It's an Evo fidget spinner. Ooh. And oh. I got an Evo. How'd you do? Uh, I went 0-2. You, you lost your I, first uh, round? I played a pro player my first round, and I won a game. Or, sorry, I dropped... I won a, I won a round, and I dropped the second round game-winning combo. Got so tilted because they had me play back-to-back -back that I lost to, like, this guy who doesn't really even know how to play. Feels bad, man. Feels but I won all my... I won, but I won all my casuals. Every no. casual game I played, I won. <laughs> nice. There you go. <laughs> so really, uh, if, if anything's on the line, mm. I won't be winning. Well, then I went to a local tournament here, and I came in second in Street Fighter Four, and in Street Fighter Five. Nice. So I could have won like over a hundred dollars, but instead I won this tiny Ryu figurine. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it just reminds me of that one verse that's like, and Jesus said to come forth and receive eternal life, but he came fifth and got a toaster. <laughs> that's so, pretty much what just happened, David. Yeah. Um, and then I was going to go to another tournament um, for Razor gear. Like Razor, there's only one Razor store in the entire world. And it's in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And they were hosting a Street Fighter tournament. It's a monthly tournament. And the winner gets like, I think it's a prize that's worth over $100. Like your choice of prize over $100 on Razor Gear. I was like, damn. And then then I had to do work, so I couldn't go. Next month. Although I wouldn't have won anyway. The guy who won, um, the guy who won is super platinum on ranked. And if you go on, he plays sporadically and has won his last 25 games. Without nice. So, so yeah, like right. he he's smurfing, he's smurfing in <laughs> in tournament. Okay, so I won, and now that I've won, I can ask David a very important question. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. what's the topic for today, David? Uh, I, we we need we need to throw it back and do do some. Welcome to the Fireside Cast, everyone. My name is Travis Kohler, and I'm joined by John Lockard and debut all right so david yo what's our topic for today okay so there's the culper ring which discovered the conspiracy in the commander-in-chief's guard which i find interesting but i don't know how long we can talk about that for Fair enough. so the commander-in-chief's guard is like the praetorian guard but for george washington okay all right which is pretty cool um unlike the praetorian guard you don't get to pay them to, to murder george washington hmm. or we can talk about jenny jerome also known as Lady Randolph Spencer Churchill, mother of... Dragons. Sir Winston Churchill, <laughs> mother of dragons. Let's talk about the mother of dragons. Yeah. All right. So, she's a, she's an interesting lady. Let's, let's start with this article, all right? So, all right. Winston Churchill, cool guy. Real cool dude. Mm-hmm. His mother... Uh, is actually an American, born in Brooklyn in 1854. Second of four daughters of um, the financier Leonard Jerome. So they're of uh, they're of uh, good stock. Now here's the fun thing about Leonard Jerome. He studied law and made his fortune in Rochester, New York. Hey, so Ooh. did we. <laughs> 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 actually actually fun fact um when uh eastman donated money to the u of r he expressly said no no law school so we could not have studied law in rochester because he said there should there shall not be any law school to any school that i donate money to hmm. man hates lawyers <laughs> With a so, took that hating lawyers joke a little too far but i i mean it's not as bad as uh Nobel and the lack of a mathematics Nobel Prize. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, legend says that uh, um, his wife left him for a mathematician. So when he established the Nobel Prize, he's like, physics, medicine, literature, no math. No math. <laughs> that's what the Fields Medal is yeah. for. Yeah, that's what the Fields Medal Yeah, but mm. that's why there's no, no Nobel Prize in mathematics, which you would think would exist. But pettiness but no. has no bounds, David. If I was a multi-billionaire, I'd be I'd be as petty as I want. Who's gonna stop me? 
That's true. Not even the U.S. government. Especially not the U.S. government. <laughs> the U.S. government is currently headed by a petty billionaire. Exactly. That's true. The most petty. If actually there's one <laughs> word that I can describe our current president, it would be vindictive. But it's fun to watch. It, it, it's like a car crash. You, you just can't you look know, away. I was so sad when Scaramucci got dismissed. It's like it's like you were watching, you're watching The Godfather, but it ended after one episode. The mooch. Yeah. Forget about it. Top ten what anime a guy. betrayals. What a guy. You know, he only lasted ten days longer than I did as White House communications director. True. I, so, I must have missed the point in your life where you were the White House communications director. I think John got whooshed. I got Travis whooshed. Got it, though. Tra- Travis, Travis got the joke. He only lasted I, 10 I days, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Someone's got to be slow here. <laughs> I represent the slow half of the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you guys. I don't understand any of these jokes. Not a sing- Not even the ones I make. Oh, man. So, Lady Randolph Spencer Churchill, she once said that her only regret for getting old is that she won't be the most beautiful woman in the room anymore. Her only regret is that she has but one life to give for her country. Yeah, and this is what mm-hmm. she looked like. She's, you know, she kind of looks like that girl from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, my God, she does. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Anybody want to help me out here? Help me with celebrity names. I don't know really I think anything. It's, it's Robin? Yeah, Robin. Yeah, the character. Hey, she looks like Robin. she she looks like she looks Kobe like Kobe Smolders. Yeah. Yeah. Incidentally, uh she has ovarian cancer. But uh Kobe not Smulders Winston Churchill's or mom. Yeah, Winston Colby, Churchill's Col- mom. Col- Col- Colby Smolders. Okay. Hmm. That's pretty unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, she's, she's, she's a cool lady. Um, she was actually taught by Stephen Heller. If anybody knew any, uh, played piano, um, he was a famous student of Chopin. And she mm. was said to be good for an amateur, professional level for an amateur, if she had any dedication. Professional for an amateur. As in, like, she could play at a professional level as an amateur, should she have chose to do so. Hmm. But. That's um, a reasonable compliment. I, I believe the exact quote is, Heller believed that his young pupil was good enough to attain concert standard with the necessary hard work, which according to the author, Mary Lovell, he was not confident she was capable of. So she was, she was talented, just incapable of hard work. Ah. Yeah. Sneak dissing in there. Is that DJ Khaled on the TV behind you, John? No, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. DJ. <laughs> <laughs> we the best music. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaledius. So, so his, why she's important other than being Winston Churchill's mom is that she was actually more. Uh, well, Winston Churchill got sent to school at a very early age. And um, both his parents, like, never really talked to him as much. In fact, his father once uh, came to town, to his, the town of his boarding school, and neglected to tell him that he was coming. 
And uh, Winston Winston found out that his father was in town by reading the newspaper. <laughs> Whoops. Um, and his dad once wrote him this this uh this letter. Which had you you're you're gonna get a kick out of this. You will oh, get a kick out of this. So right after Winston graduated, he was accepted into military college, um, but not the same as his father's alma mater, uh, the Calvary School. He he couldn't get in, so his mm. father uh, sent him this on his on his day of getting into military school. You ready? Mm-hmm. You should be ashamed of your slovenly, go lucky, scarum style of work. Never have I received a really good report of your conduct from any headmaster or tutor. Always behind incessant complaints of a total want of application to your work. You have failed to get into the 60th Rifles, the finest regiment in the army. You have imposed on me an extra charge of 200 pounds a year. Do not think that I am going to take the trouble of writing you long letters after every failure you commit and undergo. I no longer attach the slightest weight to anything you may say. If you cannot prevent yourself from leading the idle, useless, unprofitable life that you have already in your school days, you will become a mere social wastrel, one of the hundreds of public school failures, and you will degenerate into a shabby, unhappy, and futile existence. You will have to bear all of the blame for such misfortunes. Your mother sends her love. (laughs) I like that last line. (laughs) (laughs) The last line was nice. I did get a kick out of that. Uh, So so Winston Churchill's mom and Winston were, were pals. Uh, his father and him, not, not so, so much. Good. Not so much, no. <clears throat> so, now historians describe her mom this, as one to have had more than 200 lovers, some of which younger than her own son. So, her son and her were like, had a relationship not like parent and child, but more like pals. So then, like, she would sleep with his pals. Uh, she was described as dark brown hair, full breasts, and an impressible lust for life. Earl's Lord's Counts and the future king, Edward VII, uh, were all her, what's the word? Not accomplices. Someone help me out with the English language here. People uh, who, like, you have affairs with. Affairies. Bedfellows. Bedfellows. Yeah, I like there that. There you go. When, uh, when King Edward was crowned in 1902, she sat in a special pew in Westminster Abbey that uh, everyone dubbed the loose box <laughs> because of her uh, promiscuousness. She also shared it with a dozen other royal mistresses. So it's the <laughs> special mistress box. Yeah, all right. Um, she also was Native American, which then makes Winston Churchill Native American. Born in Italy, named after one of the most popular singers of the time, who was also one of her father's mistresses. Um, she was already pregnant with Winston Churchill before marrying the Lord Churchill, which is probably why his father hated him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Lord Churchill died of syphilis and her next two marriages were 20 years her junior which earned her quite a reputation um 
she was born in New York, like we said. And mm. when the stock fell, her father lost everything and declared himself bankrupt. Which is why uh, he sold her into British aristocracy. Which, uh, Wait, how are you sold into an aristocracy? Like, it, I get my daughter to marry an aristocracy and I, in turn, become wealthy again. Uh -huh. Like, there's, there's that money being exchanged. Gotcha. But things mm. were different then. You didn't marry so this out of is a love. simpler time. Yeah, a simpler <laughs> time where you can just sell women for money. A better time. Uh, this is on record. <laughs> the, the views of John does not reflect the views of the Fireside cast. Oh, here's my new mug. Hey, peanuts. Hey, it's like the you new art style. It, that's the old art style. Oh, the old art style. This is the 1950s art style. Oh, good. Yeah. Good stuff. I went to the Charles M. Schultz Museum. Where is Ooh. that? It's up in Santa Rosa, California, oh. where hmm. he resides. They, they they opened the museum two blocks from his house. Um, there's some cool optical illusion stuff. Also, um, he uh, cheated on his first wife with a 25-year-old assistant. Charles M. So his wife left. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Speaking of relevant affairs things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, it, it, Peanuts went from 1950 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbes went from 1985 to 1995, which means that Charles M. Schultz, the like OG New York comic strip guy, outlasted Calvin and Hobbes. Like he, the strip lived longer than Calvin and Hobbes did. The longest strip right now is Garfield, but that dude's like 72, so you know, the time, the the time There's... of great, great newspaper cartoonist is over. Andrew so Garfield hates Mondays. <laughs> 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 Also, if you have not seen the Peanuts movie, it's really good. Is it? It's it's really good. Yeah, they do the art cell justice. They do the art cell oh, justice. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Charles good. M yeah, Charles M. Schultz was apparently asked if uh, on the last comic strip, will Charlie Brown get to kick the football? <laughs> and he's like, No, of course not. <laughs> and then during a final interview, he's like, Right after I finished my last comic strip, I thought to myself. That poor bastard. He never even got to kick the football. So he kind of felt bad about that. It's the way it should have ended. I like, I, he should football? never have been able to kick the football. That's sort of just... Well, after thing. 50 yeah. years? I feel like I feel like he should finally, at long well, last... Well, to be fair, it's closer to 50 days. That's true. What do you mean 50 days? Well, because... Um, the, the, there's, the penis didn't age. Yeah, the penis didn't age. So, it's closer to 50 days. It's not really, mm. like... Okay, but if you, no, but as a reader, right? Like, if mm. you, if you read the peanuts every day for 50 years, would you not, on the last day, allow, want Charlie Brown to kick the foot, as a reader? No. But you just spent 50 years of your life watching him miss... Yeah, and that's sort of the point. I mean, I watched the Soul Eater anime, and that ending was pretty disappointing too. So. Yeah, but you didn't. You invest fifty years of your life, though. You that's that. true. <laughs> what if I'm just watching the episodes really slow? <laughs> You're watching them frame by frame. Yeah. Need to take in all the art. Mm -hmm. Even the blurry in between frames. 
Also, I learned that all the penis characters were like named after the people he knew in real life, including the little red-haired girl, which was someone he met uh, at his first job, who he then proposed to, and then she turned him down. So then he immortalized her as a little girl in comics forever. All right. He's also inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is pretty cool. And then he like, he, because he's from Minnesota originally, he like opened up a an ice skating, ice skating stadium, nice ice, ice rink like right next to his house, where he mm. would invite famous figure skaters to come perform. And then there's like a little homage to Hollywood where they would write their names in wet concrete, and like Christina Yamaguchi was there and stuff. That was a good time. Bobby Ooh. Orr signed signed his name. Bobby Orr sent him a. Sent him like a autographed picture of himself Who's when Charles Bobby Orr. Dude, what? He's uh Bobby Canoe's cousin. Bobby Orr? Bobby Orr is That's a hockey player. actually a really good one. <laughs> Bo- <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Dude, Bobby Orr of, of the Boston Bruins. The legend. The man. The man. myth. Some people put the him legend. above uh Wayne Gretzky as best player of all time, which I know, you know Wayne Gretzky. So I'm going to say that they're wrong. <laughs> Just <laughs> I know Mario Lemieux. I know Wayne Gretzky. But not I Bobby know Bobby Orr. Orr. Okay. I know Bobby Boucher. Hmm. Alright. Back to um the lady Churchill. Despite mm-hmm. having no money, she was a shameless spendthrift, wafted around London in the finest Paris gowns, becoming a trendsetter, courting lovers, and sporting snake tattoos on her wrists. Wait, this is a hundred years. So, like, the weird thing is, she existed a hundred years ago, and she's like, I got tattoos on my wrists, spending around town, spending money, being a trendsetter. Yep. Yeah, ahead of her time. Like, were the tattoos of good quality back then? Because I feel like you couldn't control the voltage used in the needle as easily. Were they, like, manually done? They'd probably just manually do it. We might do a history... You know what? Like a prison tat. We should do a history of tattoos. (laughs) History of of tattoos, and we end with a gallery of bad tattoos. It was like like a needle point kind of thing. They had to go in with the, the needle individually. Yeah. Just like get a little palette, mix the needle in, just oh. one little poke, mix the needle in. It took a lot longer to do tattoos. So her father bought himself a big yacht, built a private theater, and then would parade a series of opera singing mistresses in front of his sick wife. So she learned from the best. Fair enough. Um, but he did support President Lincoln in, in his anti-slavery drive during the Civil War. So not well, all bad. That's good. Car. 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 David? Yeah. What up? David Carr? Car. Vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. So, until she was married, Jenny has never seen Blayham, which is the city that they're from. Blayham Palace in Oxford. Um, Its 200 rooms were lined with old masters, but many were destined to be auctioned to raise funds for the Marlboro lifestyle. Often left with her mother-in-law while her husband pursued parliamentary business, Jenny found married life difficult. Randolph was mercurial and unstable, and despite being in poor health, smoked 40 Turkish cigarettes a day. 
Meanwhile, Jenny missed the fun of her courtship and showed little interest in her son, who was largely cared for by his nanny. Right from the start, Tons wagged about her relationships with men. When she gave birth to a second son, John, six years later, rumors were that Randolph uh, was not his father. <laughs> Decent chance, that's true. Yeah. She still held, She still didn't really like Winston. I don't understand why would, like, people just dislike Winston Churchill. Makes no sense. I mean, we just and, know big old grown-up Winston. And uh, so her struggle... <laughs> we her don't struggle know what little brat Winston was like. <laughs> yeah. He could have been, been a little punk. Exactly. She also disliked her husband because apparently she, her husband spent a night with a toothless prostitute and uh, contracted syphilis. Which is not wrong because that's what Winston's father died of. Hmm. <laughs> And and she she told her son that it's okay because famous men are usually the product of an unhappy childhood. So really, I'm doing you a favor. Uh, all right. And uh, since the age of eight, she would Winston would write letter after letter begging her to come visit, and it never happened. He really liked was, his mom. Yeah. He did. She's pretty cool. How did they become pals? She's kind of she's, she's kind of seeming on the neglectful side of things as well. Well, once once uh Winston was older and became an adult, she can sleep with his friends. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all that matters, you know. The friend sleeping part. Yeah. <laughs> now that's silly. Uh, and even before Winston, little Winston went away to school, he already knew the truth because one of his memories, early memories was her mom discovering there was only, there's a hole in only one of her stockings and one leg and she had to go home and put on another stocking. Although I'm not quite sure why, like what kind of sex involves having a hole in only one stocking, which is very strange. I don't know. Yeah. So when when uh, Winston came from home one day, he discovered that the count, the Austrian count Charles Kinski, is having breakfast with his mom in the morning. <laughs> and that's pretty baller. <laughs> what were they having? Breakfast, John. What are they having for breakfast, David? I don't know. Sausage. Hey! <laughs> when, uh, bangers and mash? Ten years, yeah, bangers and mash indeed. <laughs> you want to come to my house and bangers and mash? Is that like Netflix and chill? It's the new Netflix. It's the old Netflix and chill. <laughs> um, Ten years later, they were living in an open relationship. His father started to uh, have an affair with Gladys, Countess de Grey the most beautiful woman of her generation, whom Oscar Wilde dedicated his play A Woman of No Importance to, <laughs> and uh, talks of homosexual liaisons during his frequent visits to Paris. Wait, so Woodrow Wilson? What? what? Wow, Winston Churchill? My Winston bad. Winston Churchill. <laughs> Winston Churchill. So Winston Churchill had Winston frequent Churchill. 
uh, homoerotic visits? No, his his father. Oh, his, his father. Because because I'm gonna you know the best way to get back at your wife cheating on you is to to bang have a dude. Sex. Yeah, yeah, go bang a dude. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> All right. Also, also, like the standard of beauty is, is it, it okay? So that was Winston Churchill's mom, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the Countess of Grey, who, like this article describes, as the most beautiful woman of her generation. And I don't, I don't agree. I do not, do not agree. Not incomparable. From a European standpoint, I can see why they would consider her that, but yeah, just, I don't know. I'd call her, she looks kind of masculine, the face, the yeah. nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the longer, uh, thinner face was more preferential back then. Oh, yes, you're right. We should do an episode on that too. Beauty standards that change over time. There you so go. that we get the the weird nose rings. Like All right. hundreds of years ago. It's gonna make it a comeback. Yeah, no, it's not. Come on. <laughs> not in the same way. Randolph himself professed he preferred rough women who would dance and sing and drink and fight. My what a guy, it? Gaston. <laughs> uh So he me he uh divorced her and immediately resigned from government. So she's poor, but she kept buying expensive dresses, going into debt. One person who noticed her flair was the 45-year-old Prince of Wales, the future King Edward, the future father of Queen Elizabeth II, hmm. our, our our pal, our our the current queen. Ah, yeah. And uh, so. She then hired a very famous chef to cook private dinners for him. And uh, because of this, the magazines start to refer to her as the Lady Jane Snatcher due to her fondness of snaffling up escorts, or known as Lady Randy, because she just slept with a ton of dudes. Because she was rather randy? Rather randy. See, when you say Lady Randy, I like I get a picture of like Randy Marsh in my head. And uh, I get a Lord. picture of Lord. Here's, yes. here's here's the next fun part. <laughs> uh, on Winston Churchill's thirteenth birth- birthday, he returned home for Christmas, found the house empty. Both her parents took separate vacations to Russia together. Wait, they took separate vacations to Russia together, or they took separate? They went. Vac- they went. They They both went to Russia at the same time, not with each other. Good. Gotcha. On Christmas, without telling him. So he came home, and, like, the entire <laughs> hall was empty. No one was there. Guys! And then he wrote, he wrote, My darling mummy, I do wish you were at home. It would be so nice. <laughs> Wait, and let me guess. Two bumbling criminals tried to break into his house, so he got into all sorts of hijinks, keeping them out. Yeah, oh, that's where he, and, and really, that's that's where his first military experience came from to defend. That's actually yes. Home Alone the, one. Yeah, Home Alone Zero, the Churchill just, years. Just wait, just wait until uh, what is that dude's name? Who's the kid from Home Alone? Kevin Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, when he fights the Nazis, man. 
Right, Just, that's right. actually my favorite sub arc of Home Alone. <laughs> when when <laughs> Kevin Nazis. fights the Nazis. <laughs> I want to. I want to see this somehow. It doesn't make any sense. No one should make this, but they should also make this. The scene where he guns down everyone using a Browning forty. Really, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Really next level. <laughs> so. After this, she didn't immediately turn to England. She went to Germany. Who also loved her. As in, the son of the German Chancellor Bismarck loved her. Uh, loved and after good. that, she went to Paris, where she added more people to her list of dudes she slept with. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After uh, her husband fell ill, she pinned her hopes on marrying the highly eligible Count Kinski. We talked about from Austria. All right. But uh, her hopes were dashed when she received telegram that the count was engaged to another woman. Um, was, isn't she currently married to Winston Churchill's father? Yes. Hmm. But she, she she's dying, so you got to look at other prospects. You know, He's dying? Yeah. Yeah. So I she died him of right back. He has syphilis. Oh. So when he died, she was 41 and alone in the world. And living on very restricted income because she has no real talent for stuff. And so her best bet was to join her sisters in Paris. Fair enough. I'll be right back. You guys can keep talking. We plan on it. Fair enough. She uh, fell in love with Burke Cochran, who then became Winston Churchill's surrogate father. And by surrogate father, I mean like Churchill was 22 at this time already, so it's like, what? <laughs> and uh, Winston actually became really popular in America. I feel like he, so, he's always been very popular in America. And uh, her, her mother, or his mother, seeing that is like, I'm going to pin my hopes to him. This is how I'm going to get my life, my monies. This is how I'm going to become relevant again. I'm going to become the Kim Kardashian of the... <laughs> of the 1910s. And so she pushed him and helped him out with uh, his political career. She also started a literary magazine and uh, went to South Africa to help the, the war effort. So she did a lot of stuff. And see, this is where this this is where she and Churchill became friends because she started getting involved in politics and the media. And she helped her son's burgeoning political career. Because, again, House of Lords is hereditary, so. You get. So by having the mother be in politics, he's now in politics. Yeah. Because well, he was, England. He was, yeah. He was destined to be in politics because, you know, the house, he's, he inherited the House of Lords from his father. But, like, he doesn't know anyone. He didn't spend his life in politics, but his mom did. So then. He, she hooked him up. I feel like she's been hooking herself up. You, you know, like, both can happen. Like, they could, uh... It could both happen. She can, she can hook up, and then he can have career advancement.
two years after the death of her husband, uh, she met George Frederick Cornwallis, 23 years old. Oh, what a baby. How old is at she a, at this time? At a 42. 42, all right. 42. Uh, Winston Churchill was 22, so one year older than her son. So you weren't even kidding. Like, she was fraternizing with Winston's friends. Yeah. They uh they met at a fancy dress ball where he was very handsome and dressed like a black slave. <laughs> so he had blackface on? Yeah, and like was wearing whatever you wear as a black slave in England at the time. Which it shouldn't but but, but slavery, slavery would have been abolished there at that yeah, point. Slavery would have been abolished for over a hundred years by then, so I'm very confused by this article. Despite hmm. protests by his family and the Prince of Wales, she married George in 1900, where uh, Winston stood by his mother's side during the wedding. But what she didn't know was that she thought George was going to inherit two large estates, but he actually had no money. So, uh, so she was she bamboozled. She she divorced him. Bamboozled equals bamboozle. But it's okay. By the by, the end of World War One, she found a new admirer, Montagu Porch, the son of a Somerset owner, and she married him in 1918. Porch was 32. She was 65. And <laughs> wait, he was 32 and she was 65. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then she's like, you know, I'm gonna start being in films. So she spent her life being in films, traveling, and decorating. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because she died from a fatal hemorrhage after getting uh, gangrene and the amputation of a leg because she was wearing some real extravagant shoes as she was walking down an oak staircase. She, uh, she, was Wait, wearing some heel she bought some heels from Rome, was walking down a staircase, Made from solid oak, slipped, fractured her splinter? leg. What? She got a splinter. No. Okay. Why does it you, matter oh, that the staircases were oak? Uh, their oak's like real slippery. I didn't solid know. Solid oak. Banister. Oh, I went to go see the Titanic, and they had an oak banister. It was pretty cool. Oh, oh, did I not tell? When I was in Vegas, it's been a while since when I went to Evo for Vegas. I stayed in the Luxor, which is a giant black pyramid. Yeah, I know the Luxor. Inside the inside the Luxor, is the titanic yeah i've been to vegas yeah but like but why see i'm like you do you realize how confused archaeologists are going to be when they uncover like the luxor it's like inside this egyptian pyramid is the titanic because yolo you know sometimes you just gotta live life moss i also found the free money machine it was the wacky racist machine, and like I didn't know what was happening. On all it was playing, it was "No Speak Americano" by the. Uh, do you know that song? No speak Americano. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that song just kept playing, and my money, my money just kept going up. Hold up. I wonder if we have a video of it. Like, it, it was straight up the free money machine. I of course left it immediately after winning forty bucks because I'm like, there's no way this is gonna happen again. But all I did was no, it's play that song, and the money counter went up. It was beautiful. And played that song, and I got money. Yeah. So, yes, so she suffered a fatal hemorrhage and died 
And Winston says, I do not feel tragedy, but only loss. Her Aww. life was a full one. The wind was in her veins. And uh, it's hilarious because her, her young husband came back to an empty house and a mountain of debt. She lived her life like a candle in the wind. And uh, yeah, so that was Winston Churchill's mom. I just felt like she lived an interesting life. And John's not back yet, so. So it's what, okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll cast off without him. Are we casting off? Well, if we cast off now, I get to see Game of Thrones. I mean, I, I hear people like Game of Thrones. All right. So, thank you for tuning in to the Fireside Cast this week. For the majority of the episode, you've been joined by Travis Kohler and John Lockard. But for this departure, we don't have a John. We do not have a John. Maybe he's on the John. He might be on the John. He might be. But next week, we'll talk about the the Commander-in-Chief's Praetorian Guard. That's actually interesting. They're like, um, George Washington requested that he gets four men from every regiment. Only four. Because Why? he wants... He wants some camaraderie. He, cause like to be the 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 special guard of George Washington would be a really high privilege. So he cannot show favoritism among states. Hmm. So he requ he requested only four, and they have to be like trained the the finest of men and trained. And they they got special silk uniforms of of white instead of the regular continental blue and brown that they can afford. And it was a, a regiment of 180 dudes, up to 250 sometimes, depending on uh how important the war is and their their job was to look after the staff the the chief of staff the commander-in-chief and their documents and their flag is real cool too their flag is um lady of liberty handing them a flag well there you go yeah disbanded in 1783 i feel like the the, pres the, the president's chief should still have like a praetorian guard I think that'd be fun. I don't know. And I've returned. Oh, nice. We're doing the sign-off. Yeah. Oh, Winston awesome. Churchill's mom died, and then her young husband of 32 came back and was like, fuck, I have so much debt. Yeah, because yeah. well, it's because she tripped down an oak staircase, broke her leg, and got gangrene. Yep. Ooh. Hate when that happens. Winston was not sad. Understandably. In fact, Winston said Winston was not sad. <laughs> Did he say it in third person like that? No. It was something like, I feel no regret or something. Fair enough. Oh, this is going to yeah. be fun because I'm going to edit the episode later and not on, not know where any of these facts came from. <laughs> yeah. They're like fact bombs. And then yeah. we, started talking, we started talking about what I was going to talk about originally, which was like the commander-in-chief's private guards and how you get oh, yeah. four of them. You, he picked four from every regiment. Nice. Because, you know... He he didn't want to show favoritism towards a certain state. Makes so sense. Rhode Island, Rhode Island sent four dudes, same as Virginia. That's a lot of men. That's like that's like an eighth of the right population now. of Virginia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or of uh, uh, Rhode Island. Sorry. Uh, oh, Rhode well, Island's not a real state. If you want to listen to more of these, you can find all of our episodes up on fire on thefiresidecast.com. Right? Yeah. Hold on. 
No, don't listen to me. It's firesidecast.com. Aha. Yeah. If you have a suggestion, you can email us at thefiresidecast at gmail.com. Uh, or, you know, you can post uh, an Ask Me Anything. There's a link on our on our uh, Tumblr. So if you go to Firesidecast, Ooh. you can ask us anything and post some comments there. Comment right. on our videos. You know, spread us around. Subscribe. Give us a rating on iTunes if you feel like it. Yeah. Yell at us on Twitter. Yeah. Firesidecast. We're, uh, we're trying our best to get more <laughs> regular updates. We did better I think, than last I think, time. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna go back to more regular uh now that I think my schedule has become more regular, David's schedule is gonna become yeah. more regular. I think John, is your schedule becoming more regular now or is it getting worse? My my schedule is generally pretty regular. Okay. You need pod, podcast kashi. <laughs> yeah, so to be regular. So all we we've we've taken our fiber and our schedules mm-hmm. have become much more you know, normalized. I can't yeah. wait. Not like, too much podcast there, fiber because then there's going to be... be so much joy in my life now. <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, at least I'll have free food, Joe. That yeah. <laughs> you didn't mention that. That makes that makes total breakfast sense. and lunch. Whew. that's two more free meals than I get. I get breakfast and lunch too. It's so nice. You, you should join whatever industries that we work in combined. I really should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They never called me back, Travis, because I just like, since I overslept, they just never called me back. I'm like, all right, that's fine. That's cool. I'll just take this other job. Uh. Uh. Well. I'm just going to throw out real quick at the very end of this episode that I was really pleased to see Double Lift on Jinx. I enjoy seeing Jinx and uh, Sivir late game hyper carries, and I'm appreciating mm-hmm. that the AD carry role is going back to a late game hyper carry now that there are scaling tanks in the front line. Hmm. I haven't played that game in a no, no. I play a lot of ARAM. I think, I think ARAM's really fun. I yeah. watch a lot of League of Legends. More. I watch it a lot more than I play. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been trying to watch more CSGO because I've been playing a little bit more of that. That game is fun. CSGO is really fun. I don't really oh. like FPSs. I like third-person shooters. Uh, oh, yeah. Have you been playing PUBG? I have been playing PUBG. But, I mean, mostly what I do is I go to work and then come home and watch YouTube videos and then go to bed really early because I wake up really early. Yep. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, sort of, that's sort of my life. I watched yeah. the entire first season of My Hero Academia over the weekend since I was bedridden oh. for most of it. Oh, nice. Oh. How do you like it? It's pretty cool. I don't like it. It's see, it's very Japanese, and that there's this one, there's these two characters just stuck in there for lolly reasons. Oh, uh, I was trying to read the manga, but I didn't like the art style as much as I thought I was going to. I, that's the way I felt about it. I didn't really like the art style, but I liked the plot. Ah, uh, yeah. What was it? I you just should watch got, the uh... Castlevania. The Castlevania anime on Netflix is very good, and oh, it's only it? uh, it's only four episodes long, so you can watch all of it within like two hours. Oh, nice. Okay. I might do it's that. Writ- it's written by Jeff Johns of Green Lantern fame. Huh. Well, so I'm going to go watch Game of Thrones because I can still do that before I have to go to bed. All right. So All right. See ya. I've been Travis. I've been John. Still David. <laughs> <laughs>